1: Jason Tatum and Gordon Hayward pick up the slack for the shorthanded Celtics in a 116-100 win over the Orlando Magic here at TD Garden on Wednesday night. Mike Petralli alongside Josue Pavone. Look, it was great to see Jason Tatum score 33 points, Gordon Hayward 23 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. But the real story to me, the performance of two rookies, Grant Williams and Romeo Langford. Langford making
0: his first NBA start. Yeah, it was good for him. You know, it's been such a tough year for him, you know, Tough break after break, whether we're talking about the off season or a month into the regular season, just setback after setback. And for him to make his first career start, it's just good for him, his confidence, of course. I was really surprised when brad stevens told him he's also mom was surprised as well because his mom thought that he was going to be starting at the g league he's like no mom i'm starting at td garden i'm gonna be wearing a celtics uniform so that's, a, that's such a good moment for him as for grant grant continues to get comfortable out there his confidence is higher than ever and you love to see that what he does for this team especially from behind the arc three three-pointers the first time he's done that this year so that's always a good sign you know i tried, there's a reason why the celtics had this guy shooting so many threes you know he missed what 25 before he actually saw one go through it's because that's how important it is you know this team knows that they need him to be able to do that on the offensive end it spreads the floor for the second unit and it also makes things a whole lot easier offensively so obviously seeing him do that and continue to do that is only going to make him more confident
1: you know and brad stevens told me after the game that he went up to Romeo Langford and said, look, you're probably going to get the start tonight and you're going to have Evan Fournier uh, in your face and you're going to have to be, stick with him as much as you can all night long. And that's going to be a tough uh, assignment. And I thought he handled it pretty well.
0: Yeah, it's a tough assignment. It certainly was. And uh, he, he made it rain out here. So he, uh, it's a learning moment for Langford because, of course, he is a tough cover. Um, but that's part of what Langford has to go through. You know, Langford, he we know what he can do offensively. He does have those weapons. But on the defensive end, you know, guarding the wing, or at least guarding the three-point arc, that's been a struggle for the Celtics this year, and we saw a bit of that uh, with someone like Fournier. So, um, you know, more more reps. That's just so important for Langford because you just never know when your name's going to be called. Obviously, this is a perfect point. Um, Injuries have been plaguing this team, it seems like, all year long. So we never know what this roster is going to look like, and when guys get their names called, they have to be ready.
1: All right. And the other thing you should really note about this game is the last five minutes, because in crunch time with four and a half, five minutes to go, it was still a five point lead for the Celtics. And there were
0: Romeo Langford and Grant Williams on the floor. Yes. And that shows what Brad Stevens is seizing these guys confidence. You know, he's very confident in them, especially what Grant provides defensively. He can guard multiple positions. They need someone like that guarding the pick and roll. It's also been uh, a, a struggle for this team in, in particular moments, especially in particular teams, big teams, you know, a lot of hide up front with the Orlando Magic, and the Celtics took care of business. And by the end of it, it was a you know double-digit deficit for the, the Magic, not the Celtics. And
1: I have to uh, really point out a play that stuck out to me, Jason Tatum, at the end of the third quarter. Talk about a guy who has a sense of the clock. With six seconds to go, he pump fakes outside the three-point line, and then he drives to the lane, and lays it up with his left hand right as the third quarter buzzer went off. It just is a reminder of how mature
0: Jason Tatum is for his age. Absolutely. You know, but he said it perfectly after the game, right? He said... Now, the difference between last year and this year is knowing when to pick your spots and making sure you read the defense. Every single possession is different. So I think I've seen that in Jason Tatum, especially the last couple of months, where he's not rushing. He's just waiting to read the defense, and he's picking his spots. But now he's doing it quicker. You know, he's picking up on that. He's picking up the pace, and he knows when to do that. And for him to know exactly how much time is on the clock, it just really speaks volumes for where he's at in his progression. And he's looking like an all-star. That's exactly what it is. This edition of The Garden Report is brought to you by Books. Looking for that Valentine's flower bouquet for that special someone? Well, Books has you covered. They have a variety of beautifully styled bouquets, sweet treats, plants, gifts, and a whole lot more. You can get 25% off your order from The Books Company when you go to Boox.com slash garden. That's Boox.com slash garden. Gentlemen, just because she said she didn't want anything for Valentine's Day doesn't mean she doesn't deserve anything. And also... For you single guys out there just like myself, Valentine's Day isn't just for lovers. It's about sharing that special day with someone who's very important to you. I know my mom will love what I have planned for her for Valentine's Day. And right now, when you go to books.com garden, you can save yourself 25% off. Bloom's starting as low as $39. That's the books company nationwide offer that you don't want to miss out on. And just for listening to the garden report, you get 25% off when you go to books.com garden. That's B-O-U-Q-S. That's books, short for bouquets books.com slash garden
1: what can the celtics do what should they do in advance of thursday's 3 p.m nba trade deadline mike petralia alongside josue pavone here inside td garden all right andre iguodala goes from memphis to miami that is of note because of course the miami heat the way they've played uh the first two thirds of the nba season they certainly figure to be one of the prime competitors of the Celtics come playoff time.
0: Yeah, you know, they had a tough game against the Celtics, but then they turned around and beat up on the Sixers. Well, just like the Celtics did, I guess, like everyone's beating up on Philly nowadays. But it definitely beats up or beefens up, I should say, their defense. You know, Jimmy Butler, now you had Andre Iguodala. Talk about a guy who just sits out and then now he gets a payday. I mean, the second year isn't guaranteed, but a two-year deal, $15 million each. I mean, it makes them a lot better. You know, we have to see what's going to happen after the trade deadline, there's still rumblings that they're not done. They got their eyes on Gallinari. A lot of other reports going out there. it's so got to make sure you comb through them and see what actually uh, comes true. But, I mean, this obviously adds a big piece for that second unit. Leadership, championship pedigree, you know, Miami Heat. They haven't shown much signs of slowing down. They, they're going to be a top-tier team in the Eastern Conference. I do like the Celtics' chances against them. I like the matchup. I've seen what we've seen, you know, thus far. But this is going to make them a little bit better. So we have to wait and see how that all unfolds.
1: All right. Rim Protector has always been something uh, since the start of this season that uh, a lot of critics have thought the Celtics would add at the trade deadline. Many thought that maybe Clint Capella would come, you know, to Boston. That might work its way out. That deal fell through. How much do you think they missed in, in not acquiring Clint
0: Capella? uh it's a complicated answer Trax. i mean i, I see why he would have fit here and and the the what he adds to the Celtics team but you have to think about what they're going to give up and, and you look at the second unit and guys that you would throw into a trade and i just don't see them having enough of course when you're talking about a trade without marcus smart uh marcus smart in my mind is so important for this team you don't trade him uh you don't want to trade any other starters i mean if we're talking about someone like gordon hayward That really complicates things because now the Houston Rockets have to add another player. And I just didn't see them realistically going down that route, you know, giving up two of their rotation guys for Gordon Hayward. So I just didn't see it coming true. I could see Danny trying to get a third team involved. But listen, I mean, Moving forward, this team where they were talking about Daniel Tice, we still haven't forgotten. We still forgot about Robert Williams. You know, there's, there's potential there up front. And Brass Stevens has been able to put together wins without having that prototype uh, rim protector that everyone's been, you know, gushing over. It's just not a lot of options out there. I do see the stuff that's going into the buyout market whether there's a rim protector there or not, I can't seem to think of one that would really help this team. But if we're talking about secondary scores, I do think there are a couple of options out there. And if we're talking about trades, I mean, tans there's a couple of guys that spread the floor. We could see the Celtics make a splash. But if you ask me, there's a probably a good chance that the trade deadline won't come and go, and we won't see the Celtics make a deal. But look out for the buyout market. Well, and you know, Brad Stevens pointed out uh, Wednesday morning before
1: uh, the Celtics Magic game that he didn't anticipate anything major uh, coming down the pike
0: either. Right, and you know, you can see these younger guys getting more display here you know some people would say oh maybe the southerners are trying to put them on display to see if they can entice a team uh it's too little too late right yeah, i mean Sh- okay. shimmy ogile has put together a lot of good games in the last two weeks or so grant williams has as well but i'm not quite sure it's enough of a sample size for a team to jump over the counter and say yeah give me that guy here are some of you know our players and i just don't think it's going to work out that way it's just well, not that deep of a roster there's no terry Rozier, no marcus Morris here you know Well, and the other thing to keep in mind, this
1: reminds me of two years ago when the Celtics lost in game seven to LeBron and the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals, where Celtics pretty much stayed put at the trade deadline. They were happy mm-hmm. with the team chemistry. That's what this really uh, strikes me of. It strikes me very similar to the situation two years ago.
0: Right, and I think a lot of that had to do with th- having those players come off the bench. We were talking about Terry Rozier, Marcus Morris, bench guys that teams would really like to have moving forward right. or were willing to give up you know, big players and, and make a deal. Celtics just don't have that. But chemistry is way more important moving forward. Uh Guys, young guys being prepared for the name to be called, also very important. So I think keeping things the way they are now is going to be good for this team, especially how tight-knit they are. I do think there's a lot to that. And then seeing the trade deadline come and go, I think we'll even add more to that. So the Celtics are in a good spot right now, for sure.
1: This Garden Report is brought to you by Roman, the digital clinic for men dealing with erectile dysfunction, go to GetRoman.com slash garden and receive a 20% shipping bonus as well as a free clinic visit. Again, go to GetRoman.com slash garden to receive a free clinic visit as well as free tw- two-day shipping. Inside TD Garden, I'm Mike Petralli alongside Josue Pavone, CLNS Media. Just how messed up and dysfunctional are the Philadelphia 76ers? Mike Petralia alongside Josue Pavone inside TD Garden here in Boston. And fortunately for a lot of Celtics fans, not in South Philly at the Wells Fargo Center where they are just an abject disaster right now the season's falling apart they were blown out by 31 points in Miami after getting blown out here in Boston uh, last Saturday night and it's apparent from the comments of Al Horford of all people coming out of that locker room that they have some internal things going on he admitted as much after the blowout loss in Miami just way what do you make of it and do you think there is any chance at all come
0: playoff time that they could be a threat To the Celtics. To the Celtics? No, not quite. Right now, I don't think that, even though they beat the Celtics three times. And I think if you have Al Horford speaking the way he's speaking, this is the very last thing. This is the emergency button. This is when you you crush the glass and say, Al, we need you to be out of your comfort zone and tell these guys to get their you-know-what in shape. Because this is someone who obviously is a quiet leader, leads by example. This is what we saw in Boston for X amount of years. And he hasn't had to do this before. I think it's good on his part that he's getting out of his comfort zone and doing this because that's what these guys need. You know, you look at Ben Simmons or whether we're talking about, uh, you know, Joel Embiid, they've gotten to that level. They've gotten to that point where they they feel like they can make that final push. You know what happened against the Toronto Raptors in last year's playoffs. So you would think that having that taste of success or having that level uh, would, would, would push things forward, but it just hasn't. And for some, for whatever reason, they're gonna to have to try to figure this thing out, but I think Al Horford is doing a really good job by doing this. I don't think it's anything of a, him trying to throw someone under the bus, or maybe he's just losing it. No, no, I think that this is sort of what he knows he has to step up here, and he's doing a good job of doing that. Let's just see if he can actually translate into wins.
1: Just way as as damning as anything to me is is more damning, I think, than Al Horford speaking out is what Joel Embiid said about, I can't know what to expect when I'm stepping out on the court if I'm going to get the ball I'm not going to get the ball if I'm part of an offensive set if I'm not mm. part that's bad that's yeah. serious at this point and it makes me wonder if Brett Brown has lost the team and whether or not Brett Brown is going to see it through to the end of the year.
0: I mean, when you look at the past NBA teams, that's usually what that means, that your coach, you've lost your team. When, when, when people start talking X's and O's and not knowing when they're going to get touches and stuff like that, that's not a good sign, especially Joel Embiid, because I just feel like Joel Embiid strikes me as someone that that energy is just really contagious. Absolutely. And you don't want to see your superstar big man talking that way. And I just don't think the Philadelphia 76ers want to be in this position where you have to pick whether the, you got to go with the players or the coaches, because let's face it, the track record in the NBA, usually sides with the coach, or excuse me, usually sides with the players. You usually see the coach get removed. Hopefully it doesn't get that far because I I don't see them being able to turn things on at a different level with another head coach. But let's just see what happens in the next couple of weeks or so. We'll see if uh, Joel Embiid can can, uh, reel it back a bit (laughs) in his comments. And uh, maybe the All-Star break will help that. Do you think Brett Brown's gone? I think if they don't remove him and you see this team get bounced out of the first round of the playoffs – Absolutely. And that's looking like a realistic possibility, especially if they're sitting in the uh, bottom half uh, come playoff time facing one of the top four teams in the NBA. I don't like their chances.
1: The other guy that comes under harsher criticism than Brett Brown, if you ask me, is uh, Elton Brand, the general manager and the director of basketball operations down uh, in Philadelphia. I hate the way this roster looks. There's not a lot of depth on it, quality depth, and the pieces seem as much as their length gave the Celtics a lot of trouble and a lot of teams trouble early in the season. They have been figured out by the opposition, including the Celtics, and I don't think they have any other answers left in the in the piggy bank.
0: And this is a tough situation for a team that does not have tradable contracts. I mean, that just adds more salt to it. I mean, you can't move one of these guys. Who, which team is going to step up and say, "Yeah, we'll take that." You know. Off season, you might be able to, but at this point, at, no. At this point, no. Teams are not going to go out and take a, you know, go on a limb and, and trade for someone like Tobias Harris or Al Horford or Ben Simmons. It's just they're in a really tough spot. They're stuck with what they got. They can try to look to the buyout market for a couple options, but that's not necessarily going to turn things around for that, you know, that capacity. I think it's going to be fascinating
1: to see what happens with the mess in Philadelphia for the final months of this 2019 2020 nba season this garden report brought to you by roman the digital clinic for men dealing with erectile dysfunction. Go to GetRoman.com garden and receive a free clinic visit as well as free two-day shipping for their product. Again, go to GetRoman.com slash garden and receive a free clinic visit as well as free two-day shipping. Inside TD Garden, he's Josue Pavone. I'm Mike Petralia, CLNS Media.